0: save the king hello and welcome back to pod save the king we had so much fun on our first episode back last week that we thought we'd come back and do it all again so i am i am your host and grepper and here is Daily Mirror royal editor russell myers who's just having a little fiddle with his earphones to make sure that he is all set up as we are recording virtually on zoom again sadly not in the pub this week but hopefully that time will come again before too long russell nice to see you how are you
1: I'm very well. I'm very well. I, it was nice to see you, and you know, have a bit of a, a social life together with our, our our work wife and work husband getting together again. And um, yeah, we should we should do it again sometime.
0: We will do. It's been a busy week of royal things and sporting things and remembrance things as well, I guess. So obviously, last week we were recording, looking ahead to um the anniversary of the queen's passing and now so obviously we've got the the tributes um some lovely words that were said by various members of the family last week but um now we're also in full swing of royals being busy doing things and getting to do really fun things actually so we've got meghan and harry at the invictus games william and kate went to the rugby at the weekend um Loved uh, hearing about them on the podcast, them having a chat with Princess Anne and Mike Tinder, which we'll talk more about later. But I think I think everyone's been excited in some ways to see Meghan and Harry back over this side of the Atlantic and getting involved in you know as we as we talked about last week when, in relation to the documentary. You know, one of the things that Harry has made a real success of in the Invictus Games. It's sort of his trademark achievement, really.
1: Would well, you know what? I mean, it's nice to be talking about something nice and light and um, inspiring to do with Harry and latterly Meghan as well, because yeah. like them or loathe them, they come in for a lot of sticks. A lot of it is their, their own doing, I think, you know, talking on Oprah, Netflix, any other you know, um, TV station that will interview them at some stage. And then Harry's book, it's all been a bit toxic, hasn't it? And once you go down that road, there's no way back. And you look at the fact that Harry has been in the country, um, was in London for 48 hours last week, didn't get to see his dad, didn't get to see his brother. I'm told, you know, pretty much zero communication, certainly was zero with his brother, William, pretty much zero with his father, but everybody's been enjoying themselves at Balmoral um, over the summer. And, he wasn't even invited. I mean, that tells you something deeply, deeply wrong with the with the family and how the relationships are still at rock bottom. It hasn't moved on at all. And I think it's even got worse, if anything, because the fact that he is on his own, he's this sort of pariah figure now, and going to uh, visit Windsor Castle to see the, the Queen's resting place uh, at St uh, George's Chapel, just a pretty sad figure, and I mean, he he might say, well, you know, he was only in the country for a short amount of time. No doubt, he went to see Eugenie, who's just had uh, a new baby a couple of couple of months ago. The fact that he was just on his own and not part of any remembrance service, whether that was at Balmoral, he didn't get to go and do something in like the like the uh, the Waleses did William and Kate in Wales, which we'll come on to again later. He was just in and out and did a bit for Wild Child, which was super, super positive once again, talking about how the Queen was uh, looking down on him, or us, as he said. Whereas he spent the last couple of years of the Queen's life creating havoc and hell through these interviews and chats or whatever. Now he's done the invect- invect- uh, Invectus. Invictus documentary which i thought was absolutely fantastic really really positive shining a light on the servicemen and women who have gone on to achieve fantastic things and this in games is going from strength to strength i remember doing the one in um in sydney and it was just like super super positive and now that he's there smile on his face seems to be enjoying himself megan turning up last night I mean, this is kind of what we thought that they would go into and be a force for good, shall we say, rather than creating the bad headlines themselves, washing the dirty linen in public. I mean, we could talk all day or week, couldn't we, about all the rights and wrongs and how people have behaved in this uh, in the in the last couple of years, at least. But good to see him enjoying himself and shining a light on some positive Attributes of his job, I suppose.
0: Yeah, nice to see Megan there with him as well. She was, uh, I think she said, she'd been held up a little bit um, by needing to settle the kids down before leaving, which I think both Russell and I can probably relate to. There are some sometimes when it is easier than others to get small people to uh, to be happy and to sleep. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she just passed passed through the UK, connecting flight over to Germany, and that, you know that was it. So fine that's the the purpose of her trip is to go to Invictus and be there with Harry she gave a a speech at sort of the family event which was the first one that she'd been um at and again a very positive exciting thing and then today I think so we're recording this on Wednesday she's turned up she's wearing very tiny shorts comparatively they're probably not they're probably not tinier than Kate's tennis skirt that she wore because there's always that thing of you know like protocol and would she have worn this if she was a royal probably not but she's not a royal she can do what she likes now she's off to watch something informal and um you know it's fine you don't need to wear the chanel suit and six inch heels to go watch some people playing wheelchair rugby or basketball or whatever is is going on so many exciting sports there. full throttle
1: well, I'm not going to comment on what a, a woman can and can't wear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I mean, you, Russell. I know, well I done Great 2023. I know, I know you want my fashion advice, but I'm just looking at pictures now. Listen, the fact that Megan's turned up—it um, was a bit of would she, wouldn't she? Her name was taken off the closing ceremony uh, order of order of service. That sounds a bit formal, sort of program. Order, schedule program. So the fact that she was taken off, somebody else was put on. Is she going to speak? I mean, I reckon she'll probably speak at the closing ceremony, or maybe just leave it up to Harry because she's addressed the, the Invictus family. Yeah, I suppose, but it's like their gig, right? If, if she's coming to support him, she's talking about being involved in the community and the Invictus family. I don't think there's any issue of her speaking there. However, I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's positive. You know, and that's what should have been happening at the start, rather than just chucking bombs all over the place. But you know, we shouldn't dwell on the past. Look towards the future. And this is I'm you know, just looking at the videos of them now with the Australian team waving around, watching the wheelchair basketball. It seems it seems a lot of fun. And I've spoken to some of the reporters today, um, talking about Harry being gifted a pair of budgie smugglers. That actually happened to them when they're in Australia even shorter shorts than megan shorter shorts than megan but again it's uh they just seem to be having a lot of fun and it's time it's times like that that you think that could have been the smooth transition that's what what they could have gone on and just done and just said do you know what that that gig over there is not for us and we're going to go and do could our her. own thing. Shoulda, what it coulda, yeah.
0: But, right, one thing I'm interested in, Russell, I don't think I've asked you about this before. So people are obviously interested, there's a, sort of a bit of a saga around Meghan's engagement ring, really, because obviously it was hugely romantic, that Harry had designed her engagement ring, and then um, now, well, then first of all, it sort of disappeared for a while, and then it came out in a sort of a renewed, reshaped, refashioned, slightly redesigned, format and now she doesn't always wear it and people kind of look out for is she wearing her engagement ring or not so first of all I'd like to ask you about um Mrs Myers does she wear her Mm. engagement ring all the time
1: she does yeah she does I don't I don't wear my wedding ring I took it off during Covid because um she was pregnant at the time and I we were pretty obsessed with uh, uh, infections and I read that if you wear jewellery that's obviously why doctors don't wear jewellery because the infection can latch on to the metal and so therefore I was and I've never worn it again because I wore it a couple of times it felt weird anyway it's not about me it's, it's, it's I just I just yeah she, she does but loads of people take jewellery off and leave it on the side and I mean, I mean she, I'm just her seeing she's wearing 80, engagement
0: rings, like hundreds of thousands of pounds worth. I don't think I, you don't want really to be leaving it on the side. I mean, I I sometimes take mine off if I'm doing the cleaning or the washing up. What? Kind of hundred and
1: fifty-six grand wow. of jewelry? Yeah. No, 80, 80 grand worth of jewelry, and she was seen without her hundred and fifty-six thousand pounds engagement ring. Good lord! Yeah.
0: So I I just think it's interesting, but what I will say is I think it is actually quite common for people with small children that they take their engagement rings off particularly if they're kind of poking out slightly scratchy ones because uh, you know you obviously with the small children don't want to give them extra scratches particularly when they've probably managed to scratch themselves enough when they're trying to cut their nails exactly Anyways, exactly i do think it's interesting that that's kind of one of the things people have latched on to a little bit but well, there we go Where you people going? need to get a
1: life i think <laughs>
0: <laughs> so long as she yeah, knows where her engagement on. ring is, that's fine. But I have to say, I thought the original one that Harry did was perfectly lovely and it didn't lead a didn't need a rejig. Anyway, so that's Megan and Harry. Hope the rest of the Invictus Games goes off is um, hugely successful and they have a fabulous time and all the competitors as well. Um that will be over rather sooner, probably, than the Rugby World Cup, which is they've had the first round of matches. William went to Wales. I mean, that was dramatic. My husband is Welsh. I was trying to get the baby to sleep and then the first try went in, there was shouting that happened and then she ended up having to stay up and watch the whole, whole match, which wasn't a good uh-huh. It was rather dramatic. So that was the one that... Uh, William it was a nail-biter. Had. A nail-biter. Because... And I like
1: the, like the um, video of William shifting in his seat he looked like he had ants in his pants or something. He was shifting <laughs> around, doing his tie up, scratching his face. It was very, very um, interesting. The, the sort of the end of, to the game, right nail biter to the end. Fiji just dropped the catch and oh. could have could have won the game. Could have won the game.
0: We need to remember. To- dan's dan's somewhere lurking in the gallery saying this is not a sports podcast but we will in a moment be talking about somebody else's sports podcast which for one week turned into a royal podcast essentially um and william was at the england match which had a different kind of not william kate was at the england match which had a different kind of drama i think they both got to speak to the teams afterwards and things as well so they're going to have great seats for the rugby world cup it'll be interesting to see how much they how many of the matches they do go to russell like do you have any sense of how much they're gonna be over there?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure they'll go next. no, they definitely won't go next week because the king is there. And so they wouldn't want to overshadow. So that's probably why they went to the first games. No doubt they'll be going if uh if England or Wales get to through to the latter stages. Bit of controversy, I still think. I know I've been banging this drum, but we bit talked of controversy about
0: this extensively last week. I know, week. I know.
1: I know. I feel sorry for
0: the shoulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda.
1: Shoulda. How about that? Shoulda.
0: Yeah, shoulda. But so William and Kate are the presidents of the Welsh Rugby Union and the English Rugby Union. Princess Anne
1: of the Scottish Rugby Union. Oh yeah, did she? She didn't go to the game though, did she?
0: Uh, I didn't
1: see her there. I didn't, I didn't actually. I checked, sort of...
0: But the three of them got together with Mike Tyndall and his podcasting partners in crime. To do their good, the bad, and the rugby special at Windsor Castle, which was a very entertaining listen, I have to say. Um, I particularly enjoyed hearing Princess Anne talk. Actually, I have to say, Russell, what for you, you? I know you've seen some of the, the clips and bits. Well, I have, have I have, I have I've, I've
1: listened to it, and I, I, I like the just the the essence of what Princess Anne was saying about you know, sport is the 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 great leveler. I'm paraphrasing, but the fact that everybody can get involved—it doesn't matter where you're from. It's all about team building and supporting one another, and you can take real big life lessons from that. And Kate continued by saying, "You know, rugby and football weren't weren't really available as school sports for her, I suppose. And now with the yeah, I suppose I was just about to say lacrosse, athletics. Whereas now." more schools are are doing more with rugby and with football and especially the success of our lionesses and all kids getting involved. I mean, my daughter's only a toddler and still she was, we were talking about it and that's why we went round to a friend's house to watch the football and everybody got swept up in the world cup fever. And that could definitely happen if the individual teams do well at the rugby world cup, kids are more interested. Um, especially, I suppose, with the rugby, because it's on ter- terrestrial television, isn't it? It's, it's harder to follow um, some of the sports now if they're on cable or uh, or Sky Sports. But she was also speaking about how her kids get involved. And we've heard about, you know, Louis, George and Charlotte doing rugby or... What did Charlotte play? Tennis. She plays tennis, doesn't she? And they're just about... I think those, the, uh, those life lessons and what you can take from sport can really give you... Um, I suppose the sort of tools that you need in later life and about being a team player about helping others rather than just concentrating on yourself and being selfish. And uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good listen If you haven't listened to it.
0: Yes, So I really enjoyed hearing princess Anne talking and being really, she's quite incisive in her commentary and analysis. Like they could do with getting her in the TV studio, to be quite honest. I think she could hold her own as a rugby pundit. I mean, she's been watching Scotland for I can It's best part of forty years now, and she's saying how it was it was an accident that she became patron of the Scottish Rugby Union. She got invited to go open a stand, um, because someone else couldn't go or dropped dropped out, and her horse was lame that week. So she said, "Yeah, all right, I'll go." And they wrote to her the week after and said, "Will you come and be our patron?" And that was, you know, best part four decades ago. But she, you know, has seen a lot of change. Clearly, has um talked very warmly about um Doddy weir who i think we've probably talked about on um on the show before who was a big campaigner for after being diagnosed with motor neuron disease former scottish rugby international um so yeah hearing her talking but also hearing her talking about what kind of a, a sports mom she was well, to borrow the american vernacular uh being you know not that worried if peter phillips was getting knocked over and flattened playing rugby like leave him get up and get on with it rather than being a oh my helicopter mm-hmm. mother it's like no she'd have, he'd have told me to go away so i just left him to it and then uh and talking about how taking part in sort of jim Carners and things and uh how competitive some of the other parents would be and how she uh, she was actually trying to help the child do things and Talking about driving the horse boxes for Zara during her uh, the start of her sporting career, uh, William was a lock forward by the time he finished school. He started on the wing, gradually became uh, slower, and then ended up in the in the scrum, which is you know a bit where they're all pushing each other about. So if you're not familiar with rugby, uh, so that was interesting. And William was always just talking quite a lot about. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he, I know he is competitive, and he and Kate are competitive. But I think he he was talking a lot about the, I guess the sort of the wholesomeness and togetherness of it all. And I, Kate was a bit more, I don't know, maybe visceral in her enjoyment of sports. She, she likes cold water swimming, and will seek out going, you know, whether she goes swimming in the, I don't know, the long <laughs> the long water at Windsor, but she just enjoys. Being, you know, wild swimming has has become a bit of a thing over here, and it sounds like she's into it. And whether it's, well, it's going to see at, at Norfolk at Sandringham, do you know?
1: Well, do you know what I suppose that is? It's it's quite freeing, isn't it? I mean, I'm lucky enough to live live on the coast, and when you're going sw- swimming in the water, you it's it's great for your mental health. If I'm ever sort of like ah stressing out with what everything that's going on with this this family over the last couple of years. If you can get in the water and just have some time to yourself, and your worries fade away, you feel refreshed. You feel revitalised. I can, I can, I can, att- I can attest to that being absolutely true. I can't take up your up phone actually. swimming either. You can't, and you, you, nobody can bother you. I don't even wear my watch. But the I'm I've been signed up for a uh, a swim in March, a charity swim. And I, bear, I can barely swim these days. I just bob around.
0: Are you going to go to France?
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be the next David Williams. Who did it? Graham Souness. Isn't he in his 70s, the footballer? And he, he just did it. So, no, it's six six kilometres, though. It's pretty pretty That's long fun. way.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing about your progress. But, uh, I yeah, should... probably I shouldn't have
1: said anything because I won't end up doing it now. <laughs> but maybe may I'll have to keep... Keep my end of the bargain because I've said it now. There we go.
0: Yeah, you promise. Um, The other thing I enjoyed hearing them talking about was uh, parents races at sports day and the classic thing of the school saying, no, 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 there'll be no parents race. And then suddenly, obviously there is. I mean, I don't know what Kate had turned up in, but she ended up doing the race in bare feet. So I think she sounded quite miffed, like she would really have liked to have taken her trainers and given it a good go. And uh, well, didn't, we didn't
1: Diana win when she did it? There's that yeah. famous video yeah. of her absolutely burning the competition that big long dress she had on, so he rinsed everybody. We-
0: William apparently did used to be quite quick. So he, was, he I mean, he came, he came second. He, he was sort of not really. He was running in this race, then realised actually he was quite far ahead of everybody else. But there was this one guy ahead who was like, "No, I am going to try and get him."
1: Again. Oh my god! I it's, mean, like, Christ, I, 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 I rue, I rue the day when this uh, has to happen yeah, for me. It's coming Gosh. for both of us, right? I didn't think, I didn't think they still did that. I thought in this world of you know everybody's and equal and yeah, health and safety, everybody's equal, nobody has to win or lose that they wouldn't do it. My wow. gosh! My poor children will have to be shamed.
0: Competition, but no. <laughs> it, and also, it sounds like they just they have a right old time at Balmoral, and they do like races around the courtyard. <laughs> so the Princess Anne running circles around the courtyard, apparently, is very good at the corners. Well, there we go. So um, it is a very fun listen. Do check it out. Um, where else have we seen? So we saw Kate on a jail visit yesterday.
1: Yeah. I mean this was interesting. People were getting obsessed with her finger. Did you see this?
0: Trampoline injury.
1: I is. mean <laughs> it's very me. I assumed it was gonna
0: be tennis or something, but there we go.
1: Trampolining. I mean it's a dangerous sport, you gotta be careful. She um and she said she said to one of the um the people who was visiting as part of the charity i think their son had previously been in prison and had uh, addiction issues that the fact that uh, yeah, she she'd, she'd had, a, had a bit of a trampoline injury her uh, she'd strapped it up for good measure but there was a there was a more important aspect to the to the visit and it was going to first time she'd been at uh, a male prison and um yeah it was it i thought it was interesting the fact that her work within addiction was certainly Transferring to the actual causes, I suppose of what 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 happens in prisons. The, the, the drugs are prevalent, and people go in there with addiction issues. There might not be the rehabilitation schemes available to people who naturally need them. And uh, and with her work as patron of the addiction charity, the Forward Trust, which is why she went into uh, into jail and had to had to succumb to a sniffer dog test. Did you see her get the giggles? She was looking, uh, as the Daily Mail put it, mischievous. I think she was just looking a bit nervous, to be honest. But a, uh, a sort of dog surrounding her as she's sitting on a seat with her hands on her lap, going through the protocols, of course, when you go into a pr- prison. But interestingly enough, talking about how I suppose she has seen the not only the work that people do, but the actual issues at the heart of it and whether it is um societal issues whether it's people who then fall off the the societal track and it's very easy to to do isn't it if you have those kind of issues if you've got uh, a chaotic chaoticness in in your lifestyle whether it's um you're growing up in that sort of environment or you lose your job or you're your family relationships break down. It's very, very easy to do. And once that happens, you can end up in this sort of spiral where you're committing crime or you're involved in that world, Um, and then you end up in prison. And I think it's great that she's shining a light on this type of work. I think it's something that we're going to see a lot more of in the next year because it's one of sort of the pillars, as uh, Kensington Palace like to call it, of her work.
0: Yeah, good. Well, it's, it's always interesting to see her in different settings. One setting that I am sure will be very familiar, although many varieties within it, is uh, William and Kate in Wales. Now they are the Prince and Princess of Wales, and that was where they were last Friday on the anniversary of the Queen's death. Um, so there was a, a service, but also RNLi and various other bits of visit there as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, leading tributes. I think was the the, the phrase that was used. Um, especially going back to St David's Cathedral where the Queen, late Queen, had visited four times. Great picture of the Queen there in the 70s, I think, which I uh, I think I put it on on the Instagrams, I'll have a look. But the the, the fact that they are getting out to Wales, I think they only went three times in the last year. I didn't think that was very much, but somebody was arguing with me in the Palace and that was quite a lot. This is the fourth time in a year that they've been I, I think they should, they, they've got to reach out to these communities, shining a lot. I mean, it's, it's a big, big gig, isn't it? Prince and Princess of Wales. There are definitely communities that could benefit from them and their sort of activism in that role. No sign of them learning Welsh, though. I mean, he's just about getting his bodadar out, old uh, old William. I mean, if you're going to be the Prince of Wales, surely you've got to learn the language. He's, he's, he's making excuses.
0: Well, it's not doing your husband's in going Scotland. to tell me off.
1: I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's telling. He's listening in. it's is it Borodar?
0: It is Borodar. My Welsh no, I'm is improving. My... I've still not learnt the anthem. I need to sort it out.
1: But... You do. Is that bread of heaven? Is that the, the anthem? No. Is that just a rugby blood. song?
0: Blood. I, yeah, it's a rugby song. Oh well. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to trip myself up. Culture. Land of my fathers, it. isn't it? No, 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 no. Is that a rugby song names. as well? No, <laughs> this yeah, it's a good rugby song. They sing it. The Welsh like to sing. That's a good thing. We won't get yes. started on how the anthems are being done in France because that's a whole different uh, podcast than Kettle of Piranhas. Anyway, Um, back to... um,
1: What's coming it, up? I tell you, What's coming yes. up is... Uh, let's
0: look ahead to what's coming up.
1: Well, we're in France next week. Me and Mr Vogler, good friend of the podcast, you're going to be hearing us live and direct on the road.
0: Not live.
1: It's, well, Recorded, no, I mean, as live, direct. I suppose, as live. But it's, uh, you yeah, know, I'll try and make it as the l- 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 less chaotic as possible. <laughs> I mean, it's never, never... poor Daniel. I'm sending him sort of voice note, something. I can hear him screaming in my nightmares. But he's uh, we're going to be on the road. The king is going to France as their rescheduled visit from March, you remember, was cancelled due to the protests against pension reforms. And it's gonna be uh another three day trip, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're starting in Paris, getting down to Bordeaux. Um, I think it's gonna be great. Love going to Paris. Never been to Bordeaux. Here it's absolutely stunning. And the fact um it's going to be alongside the Rugby World Cup, we're gonna be seeing a bit of a bit of rugbyness in Are you the- get into a match? Mm'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'm not sure. i not sure I've got t- time or where it is. I think the the there is a match in Bordeaux, but maybe it is. Is the week after anyway? England are playing the week after, and then um, the Pope is visiting as well. So this is why it's 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 very very busy in Paris um, at the moment. I wouldn't I wouldn't go to Paris next week. The, the the hotel prices have shot up about tenfold. But we will be there, and we will be reporting on all the aspects of the trip. And if it is as successful as the one they did in Germany, then I think that's uh, that would be a very good good result.
0: Well, let's hope so. And anything else we know that's coming up with the rest of the family or is all the focus on
1: the king? Well, we've seen um, today we've had uh, William in uh, London. He has been at a building site talking about suicide pre- pre- prevention. And but pre- you're pretty. T- these statistics are unbelievable that um, 507 construction workers took their own lives in 2021. These are the last times of which is two a day so it's the, the fact is that he again is shining a light on this aspect which would go unreported i think it doesn't sort of slips under the radar very much in, in line with mental health very much in line with his work with mind and with heads together and, and it's something that is going to be as discussed before a pillar of their work leading into the next year but there is not a lot to look forward to in the last few months of this year and uh it's going to be a busy period
0: it's a busy period so well we look forward to talking about it with you i shall miss you next week but have fun with ian vogler and bon voyage to the pair of you i look forward to hearing your um whatever the podcast equivalent of a missive is from paris and um Listeners, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we'll be back very soon. Keep in touch on at Pod Save on Instagram. In the meantime, do pop us a message anytime about whatever, things we've been talking about that are royal, not royal, things that we haven't been talking about that you'd like us to talk about to get in touch. But uh, until next time.
1: Pod Save the King!